Good morning. Welcome back to Finding a Better Way. I'm your host, Holly. I feel like this is going to be one of those really good episodes because I'm having such a hard time recording it. I cannot get my words to come out right. I can't get my thoughts in order. Everything, it feels like literal scrambled eggs in my brain right now. So typically this means that someone needs to hear it and it's going to be good. Today we're talking about letting go and letting God. Cutting out things, people, careers, cutting out all that mess that does not serve us anymore and focusing on what is next and what we learned in the season that we were just in. I'm going to ask you some questions and I want you to answer them to yourselves. Did you know that we can let go of things that no longer serve us? Did you also know that sometimes different things and different people serve us in the different seasons that we're in? Did you know that it's also okay to grieve these things that we go through, it's okay to not be okay in every situation, in every learning curve, in everything that we're going through. Sometimes we have to deal with the suck. Sometimes we have to embrace the suck. Maybe I need to do, okay, never mind. That that might sound a little inappropriate. I was going to say, maybe we should do an entire episode on embracing the suck, but let's not, let's not do that. But sometimes you do have to embrace the suck and you have to embrace the moment and you have to feel that because I feel like we're going through these things and we're we're learning things and this is shaping us and molding us into who we're supposed to be and we're supposed to feel that hurt so that we can remember that hurt but also remember that we got through that hurt. I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. And I know that sometimes when you're dealing with that storm head on and you're the one walking through the fire, it is hard to see that everything happens for a reason. It's hard to shift your perspective into thinking, what is God trying to tell me here? It's easier to embrace the suck in those moments. And not think about, okay, everything happens for a reason. Now, it's easy to tell someone that. I tell someone that I know at least once a day. Everything happens for a reason. And I try to follow that up with everything happens for his reason, God's reason. God's molding you and shaping you and shifting you and getting you ready and preparing you, helping you so that you can help others. But... When you're the one going through it, when you're the one facing these trials and tribulations, it's not easy. And that's okay. And I want you to understand that, that even though I'm going to tell you some of these things, I have dealt with a lot of this firsthand and I didn't do it gracefully. I did not handle these situations with grace. I did not extend grace. And I'm going to tell you a couple stories that I hope make you realize that and make you feel a little bit more human, okay? So I know I have a lot of people that message me and they're like, gosh, you just handled this so wonderfully. And I'm like, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. I guess I just, maybe I worded it wrong because it's a, it's a hot mess over here and we're going to talk about it. I've been really open and upfront with you guys. So you know that lately I've learned what I thought was a hard lesson of setting boundaries and distancing myself from people, situations, work environments. But listen, I said I thought it was hard because during the midst of it, right in the middle of the hurt, I could not fathom why I was going through this, how it even makes sense, why am I having to learn this lesson? I've already been through this same scenario. I've already been through this one time. Now, though, 
I have peace in my heart. And I can see it from the end of the tunnel looking back. I don't have to worry about trying to keep plants alive that died a long time ago. And I know you're thinking, what the heck are you even talking about, Holly? What does plants have to do with anything that you're saying right now? But what I mean is for the longest, I try to keep relationships going in my life because I felt like I needed to have these specific relationships with these specific people. It felt like I had to do my best to keep these relationships alive when in reality, they were not planted in the right soil to begin with. They never started for the right reasons. They were never meant to be a long-term thing. And sometimes I feel like we bring this on ourselves from selfish thoughts and selfish ways of thinking. And then sometimes I do feel like God puts these people in our life, knowing that they're not there forever, but that they are there for an intentional season. There was an intentional reason that you ran into this person or you started this new career or, you know, whatever it correlates with in your life right now. Our stories and what we go through make us stronger. What we go through that pushes us closer to Christ is going to help us to push his people to him. Our stories give us our foundation. They give us our sense of relatability. They help mold us into who we're supposed to be. And that's why as hard as it may seem right now with whatever you're going through, I firmly believe that it was all in God's plan so that you're going to come out stronger. Now, it makes me think of a post that always tickles me when I see it. And I know, you know, it's kind of like a joke, I guess, like some, some Christian humor, if you would. Um, typically Christians are the ones that tell you this and I've heard it a thousand times, but I had never, oh my gosh, not the little glade thing interrupting this. We're just, we're going to roll with it. That's what that was though. Also side note, it always scares people when they're over at my house. People act like they've never heard one of those things go off and people think someone's trying to break in. Um, anyway, so I've actually been told this a few times by some Christians, but when I read it on, I guess it was Facebook as like a joke, it, it set better with me. And maybe that's because I have dark humor. I don't know, but you hear the saying, God gives his biggest battles to his strongest soldiers. And there are so many different memes that's like, okay, coach, well, I'm tired or okay, God, I'm not as strong as you think I am. And I... That that sense of humor is what I needed because sometimes I'm thinking, okay, okay, God, that's that's enough. I can't I can't handle this and I can't go through it. But how easy is it to tell someone that? Just like saying, hey, all of this is happening for a reason. It's easier just to be like, hey, you know, God gives his his biggest battles to his strongest soldiers. So like, you're good. You're gonna you're gonna make it through it. And as hard as it is to hear that, it is true. It is true. But not in the sense of God is going to not give you more than you can handle. I don't believe that. So typically that's followed, when it's not a joke, typically it's followed up with, he's not going to give you more than you can handle. But sometimes when I think we're in those areas where we need to learn or we need to grow or there's some shifting that needs to happen, I feel like God does give us more than we can handle. But it's to put us in a vulnerable place so that we will lean on him because he has got, it's just like with a toddler. They do not learn just by you telling them, okay? 
you you can tell them all day long if they touch your straightener that is plugged in and on with the red flashing light. You can tell them, hey, it's hot. Okay, how many times are you going to tell them it's hot? Because you love them and you want them to know it's hot. But even you know, okay, that they are not going to realize it's hot until they touch it. Okay, sometimes I feel like God does the same thing with us. So he's telling us, you know, and we're maybe not listening, but he's telling us, hey, this is this is a season. This is you're learning from this. But we don't actually realize that until we're right in the middle of it, going through it, and just barely starting to cross that bridge where we're, like, getting through it a little bit. What I think I'm trying to get at with this is that sometimes some of us have to be completely alone before we can listen to God and hear Him over everyone else. And I feel like sometimes we have to push out the noise, and sometimes that means getting rid of the loudest people in our lives. So this makes me think of a time that I've already talked to you guys about, but I'm just going to try to put this into a scenario of, you know, me not shutting people out when I needed to and knowing decisions that need to be made, but I just was not ready for that. This goes honestly for careers and for friendships. So years ago when me and Nick went through what we did, I had surrounded myself with people that when I said, my husband's not fulfilling my marriage. My husband's not doing the things that I feel like he should do. My husband doesn't appreciate me or respect me. I surrounded myself with people's, people whose reaction was, well, you can do better than that. Or you deserve better than that. Or, wow, he really doesn't respect you. Or, you know, that's what I had surrounded myself with. I heard that so much that I got in my head and I walked around thinking that I really deserved better than my husband. When in reality, back then, we both deserved better because we were just completely different people in completely different places in life. And that could go into an entirely other episode about getting married so young and how I do feel like you can make it work, but it is hard. Because when you get married so young that you don't know who you are as an individual and then you're thrown together with someone that also doesn't know who they are and you have to not only figure out who you are as individuals but also figure out who you are together, I feel like that's that's a whole that's a whole another podcast. So anyways, I want to say with back to the story, I don't blame anyone, okay? It was all me that stepped out. It was all me that made the decisions that I made, but, huge but, okay, giant booty, bigger than, what's her name, Um, Lainey Wilson, okay, bigger than Lainey Wilson's butt right here, I wish that I would have surrounded myself with people who were telling me that, hey, listen, marriage is hard, marriage isn't 50-50, maybe he is going through something, maybe he's trying to figure things out, and maybe, maybe you should talk to him, and tell, tell him what you need instead of expecting him to know. Or, you know, even just told me, hey, you need to shut everyone out and lean into Christ and really give your marriage to Christ. Now, listen, let's, let's be a dog chasing our tail and still say that I believe everything happens for a reason. And I know that as hard as it was what we went through, 
I know that what we went through made me and Nick stronger than ever. We went through that fire that shifted us into this amazing marriage that is both loving and fulfilling. We have a story to tell. We're able to be more relatable to younger couples. We're able to help people not make rash decisions. And I really feel like I don't think that God pushed me to step out and I don't say, I said, I don't think, but I know that God did not push me to step out and do the things that I did. However, I feel like God is like, listen, sister, you made the mistake, but we can use this to glorify my name. We can use this to help other people. And listen, it's been hard. Okay. Listen, just, just while I have this up here, let me, let me go over here to my screenshots and, and tell you guys something. So I had to, my 11 year old woke up and came in here and I really didn't want her to, to hear this. Um, so what I'm trying to say is sharing my story, our story is, is not always easy. And I actually just sent Nick a screenshot this morning from TikTok. Okay. And while I know that our story has helped so many people, I also know that it's been some topics at tables that it should have not been topics at. People that aren't using it as a story to tell to glorify God or to help people going through similar things, but as a way to try to tear me down. I also, like just this morning, literally I got on TikTok and it was a video I don't even think related to anything. I think I was just talking about me and Nick being in a really good spot and I won't say their name because um, I don't want to give them the attention they are desperately seeking. Um, but it says, just randomly, Nick is a good man. You're the one who cheated on him. Be glad he kept you with a bunch of little tongue emojis. And I'm like, okay. So backlash also comes with sharing your story. And this is why I tell you guys to say that me sharing this is not something that I'm proud of. It's not something that's easy for me, but I want you guys to find relatability. I want you to understand that you're not alone. I want you to maybe learn. You have to learn your own mistakes. So I won't say learn from my mistakes and our mistakes, but maybe realize that there are better ways to cope with things and that communication is key. And I just wanted to share that with y'all just just so you understand that this is not all like rainbows and smiley faces over here for me when I share these very intimate details in my life with you guys. All right, getting back on track, letting go of things that don't serve us. This goes for friends, family, careers, material things. Once you start letting go, I don't think that it necessarily gets easier, but once you get through letting go of a few of those hard things, your heart starts to fill with peace where anxiousness once was, and it makes it seem a little less like the world is ending once you make that call. One thing on this healing journey that's been an eye-opener for me is realizing that I'm allowed to set boundaries and cut ties, but this means that other people are as well. Do y'all remember that friend that cut me off, the one that stopped responding, and I never heard from her, and I finally text her, and I'm like, hey, like, have I done something? She quit texting me back. She blocked me on all forms of social media. And 
she finally texted me back and said that there were a lot of reasons that she wanted to distance herself from me, but that she did not care to explain. Even then, when I told you guys about that, I felt like she was in the wrong. Even trying to be on this journey of healing and growth, even then, with the mindset that I had, I still felt like she was in the wrong. I thought, how unfair, how immature for her to cut someone off and not even have the decency to explain why. I literally could not fathom the thought of doing that to someone. As someone who, as myself, is anxious. Y'all hear me fumbling over my words. I'm telling y'all. I'm not supposed to get this out, but I'm not re-recording this. As someone who couldn't fathom that, right, I'm so anxious And I'm thinking, the smallest things set me off and make me spiral. I could never do that to someone else. When she done that to me, I started questioning everything about myself. And I put that on her. I put it on her. I was like, this is her fault that I'm spiraling. But it was actually on me. The spiraling. Spiraling. I'm leaving it. I'm leaving it. We're going with it. Listen, the spiraling was because I was dealing with an inner battle. And her cutting me off just meant that I was not making things easier for her in her own personal battle. Okay? So, it doesn't matter why she did what she did. It affected me the way that it did because I was dealing with things personally. And it was easier to put the pin all on her rather than to be like, okay, yeah, there were, there were some things that I could have done differently, some things I could have done differently, some expectations that I put on her that were not fair. But with all that being said, what I'm trying to say is that you're allowed to cut people off, and you don't have to explain yourself. You also, though, don't have to announce your departure like you work at an airport, okay? You can just let go and let God. And those words are so hard to hear. They feel like a cute little inspiration quote that you stumble across on Pinterest. It feels like a cute little small dainty tattoo that someone's got on their arm. It feels so minute in the world that we live in today. And it feels so hard to do. That simple phrase, let go and let God, is hard to comprehend. Because how can you let let go of things when you're so emotionally and mentally and spiritually attached to it. Well, that's when that letting God comes in. If we don't allow him to take control of it and completely give it to him, then we will carry that and we will not be able to let go. We sometimes just think that we need so many things that God knows that we don't need. God knows we don't need it, but we still cannot manage to let it go. It's always been hard for me to let go. I've always had a problem with thinking, okay, here we go. This person's not bringing me joy. They're actually bringing me chaos. I'm going to be done with them. I'm going to block them. Okay. Let go. Let God. Well, the problem is I let go, but I don't let God. So I actually didn't let go. It's like a, I guess the best way to put it would be maybe like bungee jumping, right? You're jumping off the side of something. Like, you're going for it, but you're actually not because you're in a safety harness and you're connected. And that's kind of how it is 
with me personally when I say let go and let God because that's been my experience before. I jump and I don't cut that cord. I keep that cord on. And this is not me telling you to go bungee jump and cut the cord. <laughs> just just for um, safety and legal reasons, that is not me telling you that. But So I go and I block these people and I let go. But then I don't. And then I feel bad that I block them. So I unblock them and... The process starts all over again. We go through the same things. They hurt my feelings. I hurt their feelings. And it's because some people are just not meant to be a part of your life. And that's okay. Listen, I've read in the Bible that we're supposed to love. But I haven't read anywhere yet where it says that you're going to like everyone that you come in contact with. Want to be friends with them. Invite them into your home. And y'all are going to live happily ever after. I don't know. Maybe I missed a chapter or two, but I haven't actually found a book in the Bible that actually says that, which just gives me a little bit of hope and peace knowing that God understands how different we are. And that as much as we're supposed to love each other, I don't think that he meant for us to have to keep chaos in our lives. And I feel like if someone is continually causing us to backtrack or backslide, I don't think that those people or that workplace or those coworkers, I don't think that we're supposed to entertain bad company. I opened my Bible app this morning and it just shows that God's always on time. And the scripture of the day was Psalms 34, 14. I am going to encourage you now to go read Psalms 34. It's not very long. Um, it's not going to take long at all to read. But the verse of the day... I'm telling you, God's timing is impeccable. Uh, it says, turn away from evil, do good, seek peace, and go after it. And that one was Psalms 34, 14. Seek peace and go after it. So what are we going to do? We're going to stop chasing those relationships that pull you from God. We're going to stop chasing those relationships that cause you to be more anxious than peaceful. We're going to stop chasing relationships with people who are not headed in the same direction. If you are friends with Susie and Susie is in a different season of life, if she is not chasing after the things that you are, God, advancing in her career, having a family, it doesn't matter. If we're in different seasons, it's hard for us to sing Kumbaya around the campfire. And I do think that at times differences are absolutely beautiful. I also think that it can cause us to change our direction if we don't at least have some people in our lives who are trying to make us better or push us forward. So I'm not meaning, you know, if age differences or career differences. I'm not trying to say that. I know, I know this, this might sound a little, it might sound a little dicey. Okay. All right. Let's, let's try to recover from this. So what I am meaning is flip back to the story I gave y'all about the people that I was with in the season that I was in that were more supportive of things outside of what I look back and wish that they could have been supportive of. I was young and married and I wanted my marriage to work. I, however, was friends with people in different seasons. Someone that didn't want a relationship, 
someone that had multiple relationships and someone that was not happy in their own relationship and projected that on to other people. Okay, again, it's no one's fault that I made the mistakes that I made. However, I was hanging around with all these different people, and I don't want to say, it sounds weird to say if, if it's not a beneficial friendship to cut it off, but I almost mean that because if you've got someone that's not in a good marriage themselves, and instead of being able to talk about that with you, they try to cut you down because they don't want to see you succeed, that's not a friend. If you are trying to make your marriage work and you have a girlfriend that is single and living her best life, that's fine. However, if she is trying to pull you into that single life with her, hanging out at bars without your husband, going and doing things with her to try to find her next man or, you know, maybe that's maybe that's not the scene you need to be in. And that is so hard to say, and I feel like I'm going to definitely lose some people here. It feels like I'm being extremely judgmental, and I'm really not trying to make it sound that way. I just cannot help but think about being in some of the seasons that I've been in and knowing that I could have made it a little bit easier on myself had I surrounded myself with godly people, people who were headed upwards themselves, people who, okay, even if their marriage wasn't in the best place, they could be like, listen, this is what we're doing to try to make it better as opposed to, you don't deserve that. You deserve better. And listen, some scenarios, there are, there are times to say that. I feel like if your friend is getting beat on by her husband, you know, that's a good time to be like, you deserve better. We, we should do something about it. But if people are going through those normal marital issues, those normal hurdles that we have to jump, then you should not be pushing your friend to get a divorce. I feel like if you are friends with someone and you see that they're struggling with that, I feel like you should try to help. To me, that's a friend, not someone that is jealous and does not want to see you succeed or envious of your relationship and doesn't want to see it do well. And I feel like this, like I said, this is this is kind of dicey. This is this might lose a couple people, but I hope that it helps at least a few people and helps people to realize that it is really important who you surround yourself with. And if you have surrounded yourself with someone that it's not fulfilling and they're not headed up or they're staying stagnant and you, you're trying to build you and your marriage up and you can't afford to try to pull them up with you, you've got to find that balance for yourself and decide what you can do, what you can give, and what you need in return. I don't know how all of these end up circling back to adult friendships, but here we are. Maybe, maybe it's just I'm a lonely girl out here. <laughs> so once you make room in your life, right? Once you start pushing people out of the way and make room in your life and room in your heart, God is going to fill what feels like an empty void with the people that you need. He's going to fill it with things that matter. 
He'll fill it with people that he has actually sent you or a perspective change or realizing that you don't need a group of 10 girlfriends or he will help you and change you and mold you, but you've got to make room for him to come in. I actually seen a TikTok the other day. I cannot think of her name. I love watching her videos though. Uh, She posts mostly Christian content, um, but it's not, I'm just going to be honest with y'all. Some Christian content can push me, push me away. Some of it, I'm like, this is too much, and maybe that's horrible, but this is me just being honest. But anyways, she puts a really good spin on it. She steps on my toes a lot, but it's not a, like, in-your-face, let me shove this on you. But she posted this video, and she had, like, this little clear jar of maybe blue paint or something, and she's like, when I started feeling these voids with Christ more than anything else. And she ran it under the water. And obviously you guys know what happens. Eventually the blue runs out and it's just clear water. And I was like, what a amazing visual representation of what Christ is doing for us and wants to do for us. But we have to allow that, you know, free will and all. Okay. We have to allow Christ to come in and fill our hearts and fill those voids And we have to be willing to invite him in and ask him to come in and help us with these things and help us to see, okay, where do we need to be making changes at? You asked yourself that question. Where do you need to be making changes at? But I'm going to end with a Facebook quote that I found that is going to answer your questions that you've got right now, which is where do I need to be making changes? How do I start making these changes? How do I get started in this process? All these questions that I hope that are circulating in your mind now and that you're asking yourself, I'm about to answer all that. So I hop on Facebook and I found a quote, okay? I know y'all are sick of my Facebook quotes. I feel, I'm not even going to lie. I feel really old being like, I was on Facebook and I found quotes because that's all the cool like younger kids say they found them on Twitter and I don't even have Twitter. So here it goes. Some things don't need a prayer. They need discipline because God already told you what to do. I feel like this would have been a great opportunity to like insert a little bit of music and have it go whoop, there it is. That was such an aha moment for me when I read that because even back then, even recently, I know in my heart what I'm supposed to be doing. I know in my heart, okay, I need these people in my life. I know in my heart, okay, I can't hang out with these people because I'm going to fall back into old bad habits. I know that. And I'll pray for God. God, if it if they're not meant for me, remove them from my life. God, if, if this is not the path for me, change it. But nothing changes. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe God doesn't care that much. Maybe I'm not super important. But in reality... <laughs> God has already planted a seed in my heart, and I know what the answer is. Do I always know what the answer is? Absolutely not. But in a lot of these situations, I have known, okay, you're supposed to cut these people out. You're supposed to be done. Stop dragging this out. Stop hurting yourself. Stop trying to make this work when you know that it's not supposed to. And it's all because God's already planted that. And I'm praying for a sign, but I already know the end answer. And I feel like a lot of times, 
And that's where a lot of us are. It's not that we're lacking prayer and it's not that God's not answering prayer. It's that we don't have the discipline and the want to, to make the decisions and go with it and do what we know we're supposed to do. It goes back to everything, you know, how I've tied this in multiple times. It is so much easier to say something than it is to actually do it yourself. It is easier to tell you guys this than it is to actually use this myself and put this plan into action, if you would. So I hope that someone got something from this. I feel like I I babbled a little bit. Obviously, I'm a little bit congested. And I just, I truly do not love recording in the morning, but I knew this was going to be my best opportunity. And I wanted to get this out because I feel like someone needs to hear it. Usually if I have a hard time recording, um, which I did today, and if I'm congested or I feel like I've talked in circles or I feel like I've said the wrong thing, typically those episodes are the ones where people message me and they're like, oof, okay. I really, I really needed this. Thank you for that. And anything good that you hear, if you hear something that clicks that actually makes sense, that's God. That is nothing but God. I have to give him full glory for that because the babbles and the, Holly, I didn't understand that. Or Holly, this didn't tie into, that's Holly. Okay. That's, that's you girl struggling to form sentences. So anyways, I hope that everyone is staying super safe and super warm today. I hope that if you can help those that aren't safe and warm today, that you can and will. I know that here in Alabama, it's like icy and snowy and freezing. I don't know what the temperature is right now. Let's see. Let's let's pull it up and see what the temperature is right now. Um, it is 33 degrees. It's 33 degrees. And I don't think it's supposed to get over 28 degrees tomorrow, which in Alabama, y'all, this doesn't even make sense. So I hope you're safe. I hope you're warm. I hope you got something from this episode. Uh, Like I said, my goal is to roll more episodes out. I actually had someone slide in my DMs yesterday and tell me what they wanted to hear more of. And it really inspired today's episode. And I really like that. Um, I also want to have another like co-host, whatever you want to call it on here. I would love to have a discussion with someone. So I'm going to put a little message box up on Instagram today um, and see what you guys would want to hear about because I have a lot of friends that own businesses. I have um, some friends that have been married for a really long time and also went through things I am going to call her out now because I feel it very heavy on my heart. And this is going to let me know if she listens or not. (laughs) But I have a girlfriend. um, Her name is Priscilla. And she is a wonderful, amazing individual with a beautiful soul after God's heart who is very open about her journey in being a Christian. And she, her story And the best way that I can put it is messy. And I like messy, guys. I relate to messy. And her story is beautiful. And I would love to have her on here. I feel like it would be life-changing for you guys. Um, So maybe, maybe me calling her out will get her on here. But I would love to know what you guys want to hear more of. Um, I've got mom stories. 
We've got childhood trauma. There's so much that we haven't unpacked. I'm just kind of went with the flow. And I, I don't think that I'll ever have a structured plan of, you know, this is the timeline and this is what it's going to look like. But I enjoy talking to you guys. Y'all know I use this as a coping mechanism. I use it as a journal. And I just appreciate those of you that are here. And I see the downloads. I do have a goal for this year. So please just follow, support, share it with your friends, share it on social media, tag me when you do it. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys so much. Thank you for tuning in to Finding a Better Way. Until next time.